Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Back to Warriors this week on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, what would be the equivalent on radio of like the people's elbow or, uh, you know, a, a four finger chokehold like the one Draymond Green put Rudy Gobert in a few months ago? Now turn that on. We sh- <laughs> See, that's what happens when you become. It, that's the first sign of an older sports cast that it needs to be put out to pasture. You don't know where the on button is. We're not going to take you out back. What are we talking about? <laughs> Shoot the dog. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe we should come up with some sort of a phrase as to what happened live on the air with one Bonte Hill yeah. and Draymond Green. <laughs> That's Dan Devone, Evan Giddings with you. One hour left here on Warriors this week. 888-957-9570 is the number. The Warriors 3-1 and one after the last week. Now five games above 500, 24 games left. They got 13 of them on the road, including tomorrow in Boston at 12.30. Warriors live right here in 95.7, the game at 11.30. And, of course, 11 more home games beginning on Wednesday with Milwaukee. But, yeah. Let's let's get into that, Dan. I, I want to get your thoughts on just what happened between Draymond Green and our very own colleague Bo, uh, Bonte Hill after the Knicks game. This was on NBC Sports Bay Area. Draymond Green, welcome to Toyota Warriors Post Game Live. Bully Fezzi, Bonte here. And first of all, let's start about let's talk about MSG. Bonte, what is it like? I'm shocked you talking to me the way you was talking about me when I got suspended. I am very shocked you're talking to me. Really, really, yeah, really. Yeah, go ahead, though. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Hey, <laughs> t- tell me about Planet MSG. You guys go there once a year. There's a lot of Warrior fans out there. Uh, describe the energy out there at MSG. It's always fun game. <laughs> what do you make of it, Dan? That was like uh, Marshawn Lynch back in the day at the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. Well, I think Bonte really handled it well. I, I said this to you first thing when we were... Because we, I just saw it. I just happened to see it because I saw something on YouTube that said Draymond Green Post. I'm like, oh, hear what Draymond had to say after the game. So the first thing, I guess, was the fact that those two have yet to speak, that Draymond has obviously... You know, he's, you know, it's been a while since he's returned, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been festering. I thought Bonte handled that extremely well. Like, let's just—you you, got to stay the course. Get back to the original question. Uh, don't 
Don't pick at that scab. That's not the platform. You can get on radio where you have a lot more time. TV is a whole other venue. Like That's not the place where you want to dive into, why don't you like me? Come on, man. I'll tell you, we were just chopping it up with Shasky one day. Let's talk about it. Like, nah, that's not the audience. It's a pregame show. So he handled that like a like a complete Jim Nance, fill in the blank, a Bob Costas. That's that's what you wanted to do. Just drive the ship and another day. That's for another day. Or leave it to leave it to Warriors this week for Evan and Dan to go ahead and and chew into that. But I thought just from a from a professional standpoint, I don't think you could handle that any better than than having to think on your feet and being in that live moment. Yeah, no, I thought Bonte handled it perfectly. It was interesting. Like I was thinking about, and I think the distinguished. Uh, the the difference between radio and TV, you, you're spot on. Like on television, and I haven't done a whole lot of it, but when you're doing those interviews, it's pretty much just you tee up the question, they give you 15, 20 second answer, you boom, 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 get out. But the moment that you open Pandora's box by saying, well, what did I say? Or, hey, you know, what did you... Well, then you give them the, the rope to just take out the flamethrower if Draymond Green so chooses. And I think the interaction was handled... Great by Bontane. He pretty much diffused it. And I think it's much to do about nothing. Like, if those guys meet at Chase Center on Wednesday, I don't think there's any, like, I don't think there's a beef. I think that Bonte was right to say what he said at the time that he said it because he's a professional. There's also a difference between radio and TV. You're not going to go on television and for 15 minutes dig into a subject and an in-depth thought about what should or what shouldn't be. On radio, though, you have the platform to have these kinds of conversations. And I don't think it was unfair for Bonte to say at the time that Draymond Green had hurt the Warriors and you know they were considering perhaps trading like these were all things that we were discussing on this show on on all of our shows because that was the position that Draymond had left the Warriors in so I also think that you know like I I don't know if Draymond was trying to prod him or if he was looking to test him I I think he just you know had one of those moments like I hear Bonte Hill was like oh this guy okay well I'm gonna just let him know that I know what he was saying and I think they both are going to go on their separate ways and Continue to act as pros. Yeah, I think they're two different platforms. And sports talk radio and what? Bonte's got a four-hour show. And when you have Draymond Green, love him or hate him, you know, people are going to they're gonna, they're gonna choose a side. And more often than not, and I'm sure I'm not telling you people something you don't already know, that you got to poke the bear a little bit because you're trying to create you're trying to create some sort of subject matter. You're trying to create interaction with you, the fans, and the callers, and the message board. So you're looking for something. You're, you're controversy, believe it or not, and Draymond Green, you know, leaving the Golden State Warriors as a Warrior fan, you don't want to see it happen. But it's, I'm sorry, it's good for radio. It's good for stuff that we do. So yes, there's going to be people like you know, like Bonte and, and a lot of people, they're going to they're gonna sink their teeth into it and talk about it simply because they're trying to get your dander up. They're trying to create some interaction with the fan base. And also, I'm not saying that's what Bonte did. I think Bonte was, those were his, you know, his, his true thoughts about how it is that he felt about what it is. And I, I'm not, I don't recall, I don't know exactly what it is that Bonte had to say about Draymond, but I can certainly imagine because that sort of, you know, that thing was, that sort of subject matter was, was certainly much more frequent then than it is now since his return. And I can also understand and appreciate Draymond Green. Draymond Green is is one of the more real people. Yeah. And instead of taking the the, the political route and saying, you know, thank you, sir, and, and uh, just answering his question, uh, as a lot of athletes would, 
Um, he just, he's like, you know, bro, I, I don't appreciate what it is that you had to say, regardless of whether it was radio or television, and uh, I'm not giving you the time. So I think it was, I, I certainly don't begrudge Draymond Green, and I think it was handled about as best as you can expect from a professional like that at uh, Bonte Hill. No, I mean, and, and who knows? This also might be an opportunity for them to build their relationship and make it stronger and have a conversation behind the scenes as opposed to on television. Or, I don't know, maybe Draymond nah, Green has to Draymond, call in the morning roast. He doesn't care. Like, I don't think he does. athletes just don't. Well, especially Dray- Like, we want our athletes to be real, right? We want yeah. them to be honest. And that was a very real moment that was handled the way it was handled. So, I mean, the same thing happened with, I want to say, Kevin Durant. And Charles Barkley gets into this weekly. And I think it was Kevin Durant that was giving him these one-word answers. Mm -hmm. because it was. And Charles had to think during the break, guys, what did I say about Remind Me? Because the same (laughs) thing happened with him and LeBron. LeBron didn't want to go in. So, yeah, players get over it. You know, just like anything else, you know, time heals all of these things. I got into it, and now I got to talk about me. So I I went after Ken Griffey Jr. on television. That's right. When I was in Seattle. (laughs) And I went to uh, I went to a Mariners game because I had a scheduled interview before a game, mm-hmm. and I was walking onto the field with my cameraman, and somebody came up to me and said, uh, "You've got to leave." And I said, "What do you mean I got to leave? I, like I, I got a press pass. We have a scheduled sit down interview during batting practice. I forgot who it was with with so and so with Alex Rodriguez. This is Jay Buner." <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Who happened to be a very, very good friend of Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> so they said, "No, you got to leave." And I and I pushed him like, "What are you What are you talking about?" And I didn't drop a. Do you know who I am? But I'm like, "Come on, man! What are you talking about?" I leave. Phone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Leave! What are you talking?" And you know they, who I am. They're like, "Ken Griffey Jr. wants you to leave." And I went up to Junior and I said, "Junior," and he was taking, uh, he wasn't taking BP, but he was he was playing catch. I was he was playing long catch. And I said, Junior, what's up? And he said, he didn't look at me. And I said, dude, what's up? He said, I heard what you said on the air, man. You, I heard what you said on the air. And you went after me, so now you can leave. He's like, I heard every single word that you had to say, and you got to go. You got to go. And I said, all right, if that's the way it is. But I said, Junior, I'll tell you what it is that I say, because you're taking it out of context. But that wasn't the place to have the conversation. So, yeah. listen, I, I think at the end of the day, um, Quite frankly, if I'm not only if I'm Bonte Hill, but if I'm Matt Nahagi, and the fact that Draymond Green is listening, you love it to 95.7 the game, listening to what it is that Bonte has to say, uh, that's that's sort of what moves the needle at the end of the day. But these things happen, and players are just like anybody else. They're humans, and they're they're uh, they're sensitive to these sort of things. But just like that at Ken Griffey Jr., I never had a beer with the guy, but you know I was able to sit down and talk to him. Uh, I was glad as hell when he got when he left town and went to Cincinnati, but but uh, you know at the time it was it was it was pretty hot and heated. But oh, you know, these, thing, these things will happen, and I think if you're worth a damn in this industry, you'll have incidents like this. There's a lot of people who can play it straight and not have anything to say and play both sides. But if but and, and Draymond should really appreciate that if someone's going after you. I mean Draymond, you do it every day, so maybe at the end of the day, uh, Draymond should have more appreciation of somebody who's. Who's got... Uh, Thank you, you know. Bonte. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if... Look, there's always a line between fair and foul, but that's interpretive based on the individual. So Draymond felt that, you know, he stepped over the line. Like, I've never been in that type of situation with someone like Draymond or Ken Griffey Jr., but, you know, I've worked for several different 
whether it's uh, minor league teams or college teams, you know, been the voice of particular entities, there is an expectation to, I don't know, promote and kind of mm, dilute some of the, the negative things that or negative thoughts in your mind. So I never would have been in a situation where an athlete approached me about what I said, but they approached me about what my broadcast partner has said. And that's something where, you know, I think it was... Um, like with the Tigers, right? Casey Mize, a former number one pick. Uh, Alex Fido, who's a former first-round pick. Like those guys, <laughs> thank you, didn't at the time, and this was like I was working in AA, and those guys didn't feel like the broadcast was being fair to them during some of their tougher outings. And I guess I had defended one of them by making an excuse of like, well, you know, the wind's blowing now. They gave up five home runs, and, you know, they're... I don't know, like, they're on a pitch count, and there was, there was some other institutional thing that I kind of, like, brushed past with. And both of them were like, yeah, no, I really appreciate you doing that because, number one, that's the case. You seem like you're tapped in. We talk to you every day. We see you in the locker room. But also your broadcast partner just threw us under the bus. Like, he just buried us. I'm not trying to sit up here and give up five home runs. Like, I'm, trying, I'm a first-round pick. I make millions of dollars. I'm trying to get to the show. And the line between fair and foul to me was, I didn't know what to tell him because... While I thought that my partner, for example, was probably a little too harsh, he wasn't insinuating they sucked or anything, but he kept harping on the fact that they had gotten just bludgeoned that day. <laughs> and, you know, like, but I think that's kind of fair. Like, you have to tell it how it is. If you're doing a radio call, you're doing a TV game, and this is play-by-play. It's not what Bonte and, and you know, Festus and, and Mullen are doing on the pre- and post-game, but it's like you have to bring listeners in. You have to tell them the story of the game. And if the story of the game, or in this case, the story of the season, and as it pertains to Draymond, is, dude, you got suspended indefinitely. You put your team on the hot seat. We were wondering if you're even going to be a warrior again. And there was reports out there that and it might be 20 games. It might be longer. It might be that. Like, all of that, to me, just thrust into the forefront. Everything was on the table in regards to the criticism about him. And... You know, while I, I think there is a line to be crossed, I guess, from a, you know, you don't go after someone's, like, manhood or, um, you know, you don't make it personal. But if it's to, if it's with within basketball or if it's within the sport, like you're talking about with Ken Griffey, like, to me, all that's fair. And I think feel, some feelings might have been hurt, but now they're out in the open and we can talk about it and we can discuss ways to move forward. And I think that Bonte Hill's probably just going to put it behind him because that's what he did on the air. I think the the moment that NBC Bay Area decided to hire Bonte Hill, they should have known, or at least Bonte should have known that potentially this could happen. Because yeah. Bonte Hill's his platform here at ninety five seven, the game is very very different from what it is that he's doing. Right, he's just basically a he's a traffic cop up there with NBC Sports. He's just making sure that you transition well. He's able to toss the mully, get you in and out of breaks, prepare people for the pregame show, and get into a postgame show. What he's doing, doing much more of a deep dive here at 95.7 The Game, is a completely different animal from what it is that his job description is on television at NBC Sports Bay Area. And so this was, while it may not have been inevitable, you can see this happening because, you know, he's got to say some stuff, and he's outspoken as any good sports talk radio host is and that's not his role on television so yeah this is to me if i was the the powers that be that hired bonte you had to know in the back of your head that potentially there could be this sort of showdown especially when you got someone like draymond green that plays with the golden state warriors 
888-957-9570 is the number discussing the Golden State Warriors hot stretch as of now. Also talking about shout to Hams in a YouTube chat for NorCal Credit Union. We are taking guesses on Dan's actual age. Uh, no, it has not been revealed yet. Might not be revealed for the remainder of the season. Who's to say? We do know he's not 87, though. That is a fact. Let's get out to the phone lines, though. Again, 888-957-9570 is the number. Dan Devone, Evan Giddings, Warriors this week. Let's get out to Phil Mo Mike. Phil Mo. What's going on, my man? How are you? Yo. What's Gucci, man? Y'all sound good. Thank you. Uh, y'all don't sound as good as uh, Kevin Dana. Though. Dana <laughs> was going crazy last night. Um, Let's go. And the, bone, and the bone, he got... The, the, the bone, the bone got to be at least... Now, I told him he got the Keanu Reeves vibes. <laughs> I think he's 51 years old because I know he owned a business. So I think I would say I'm gonna say 51. I'm gonna say the he looked he looked 35, but I'm gonna say 51. Mm-hmm. And then um, close two things I just want to get to real quick. Um, it's one thing to get your spot right. You got a spot. You on the team. You come up. But I think somebody was in Moody ear told him because Tiny always harp on Moody's just a guy. They said, bro, when you get in the spot. You got to start taking advantage of every opportunity, and I feel like Moody is 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 doing that. In my opinion, he's a better shooter automatically than Wiggins. He's a better passer than Wiggins. His IQ may even be better than Wiggins, and he's a he's not a Wiggins defender at his prime. But what we've been getting from Wiggins, I'll just I'll take Moody over Wiggins right now, based on what we've been getting from Wiggins. I'll take Moody over Wiggins right now, straight up, real talk. Uh, and then my last thing is this. Um, this has nothing to do with you all, but um, last year there was, or last night, or the guru was talking about, like, all-time teams. Hmm. Real quick, the all-ugly team. I got the all-ugly team real quick. <laughs> Tyrone Hill. Tyrone Hill. Odin Polony. Popeye Jones. Sheldon Williams. Andre Kirilenko. Oh, boy. My two I got coming off the bench, Dan DeBone, that Dan. And uh, Evan, the two I got coming off the bench, I got Sam Cassell yep. and George Morrison <laughs> coming off the bench, man. My ugly seven go crazy, straight up. Oh, oh Sam Cassell, E.T., that's brutal, bro. Oh, oh, and a lot of those names are a little bit too old for him, but I, I've heard of them. You remember Georgie Murison? Oh, uh, I've seen pictures. Yes. I've seen pictures. I would. <laughs> Smells like cabbage. I don't know if he cracks the starting rotation. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if he cracks the starting rotation, Dan, but my addition to that roster, <laughs> God love him. Maybe Joakim Noah. Guy's, oh well, guy's pretty ugly. I don't know. Joe is pretty ugly. Really? Ooh, yeah, yeah, Sam, yeah, Sam you gotta see his wife there. or his girlfriend because she certainly doesn't think so. But maybe that's the wallet that's talking. Yeah, well, <laughs> we all know how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> starting five all. Filmo, that is. He's that been is cooking just... that one up for duff. Yeah. He's had that in the chamber. Wow. Um, well, if we still had the six o'clock show, I would have done a deep dive for four hours on that subject matter. That's a good one. That's... Also, cannot confirm nor deny Dan being fifty-one years old. I don't know if we're gonna pry. It's like trying to pry a uh, a prediction out of Dan. It's just you, you don't you don't <laughs> get it. Like you're just not gonna get one. Someone on the I'll reveal. Someone on the text line was was asking if we're gonna play the schedule game with Dan Devone. We know it's your favorite game. The next twenty four. Hey Dan, are they gonna beat Boston? Okay. Are they gonna beat Milwaukee? Oh, oh are they in, in three weeks? Are they gonna beat San Antonio on a back to back? Well, don't worry. <laughs> you know, will you think about me? Because guaranteed, 
you will do a show mm-hmm. and you'll talk about the minute the schedules are released with the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, yeah. And someone will talk about the first five games or six games. <laughs> they should be a four and two going into Philadelphia <laughs> on week seven. Or I see them at five and one. And here's, oh my God, like that. First of all, you're never right. And secondly, well, let's, no use doing that show right now but nothing's more a waste of time than trying to get ahead of yourself like you got boston on your plate eat your lunch tomorrow and then you can think about milwaukee i'm just googling some of these players dude popeye jones (laughs) great stick right jiminy oh my (laughs) filmo filmo with the call of the day filmo you came strong bro (laughs) oh that is foul and yet so funny in the same breath dude (laughs) <laughs> hey, one thing though, Sheldon Williams did marry Candace Parker. Yeah, so and there's put, a, a few good jokes. Pull. Well, there's a few jokes as that, to are why they still she married. Now. No, I think they divorced. No, she oh, wow. she yeah. plays for the other team now. It's uh, really yeah. And there's some jokes behind behind Sheldon Williams that I've heard that are none too kind. But Popeye's so appropriate. <laughs> Well, and Sam Cassell is, is an assistant coach with somebody now in the NBA. An assistant coach with like every team in the league, it yeah. seems. Because, I, I, I wouldn't even go there, but yeah, Sam Cassell is not easy on the eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> 309 Comcast Business Text Line. Uh, no, I'm not a Pajemski stan. I don't fight for any slander of, of the young man. Um, I'll fight for some slander. But no, Pods is Pods is right where he should be, dude. He's a rookie starting for a, a team that's oh, five games above five hundred. Yeah, you know, just one more thing on Moses Moody. <laughs> By the way, that's such a great Steiny line. Is that what he says? He's another guy. Just oh, another he, guy. he's just a jag. <laughs> he's <laughs> just a guy. <laughs> that's a great, great line. Well, here's the other thing: is that I, Rick Buecher always says this. That we always, as fans, and it's just sort of like the the I don't know him. I just saw him on Colin Coward, and he was talking about this. But sort of the climate we live in with social media. And he's like, he uses this phrase, like, we want to microwave everything, right? Like, it's like right now, who are you? You know, this is who they are. You win a game, you suck. You, 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 you lose a game. You win a game, you guys are something. You're going to the Super Bowl, you lose a game, you guys suck. Fire everybody. Yeah. We're in this microwavable sort of culture these days. And as it relates to someone like Moses Moody, like, we're passing judgment on the guy right now, right? This is the sort of plays. This is a jag. He's just another guy. Uh, he played well in this particular game. He's 21 years old. Like, we always talk about the growth of Jonathan Kaminga. Where is he going to be in four or five years? Moses Moody just, I mean, is he 21? He might be 20. He's 21 years of age, right? Yes, he, he is 21. 21 years 22 old. 22 this year. Right? Yeah. I mean, 21. Trace Jackson Davis is 24. So, uh, like, the idea of this, again, like, we want to microwave everything, and this is who Moses Moody is. Like, this is still a young man that is only, only going to get exponentially better. I wonder, look, I mean, I don't know about exponentially, but he's certainly taken a lot of strides in the opportunities he's been given. I don't look at Moses Moody as, I don't think he's just a guy. I, I, I don't think that he is... If I'm gonna, you know, combat anything that that Filmo Mike said, it would be. I don't think that Moody is as good as uh, Wiggins. He's more consistent, and that is valuable. But as a player, Wiggins, if he plays the way that he can, brings a different dynamic to this team. And I think it's primarily on the defensive end. 
Um, I don't see Moses Moody in a playoff series checking number ones. At least not yet. Like you said, he's 21. I I, I don't see it yet. His lateral movement is something that leaves a lot of question, I think. Yeah, I think he gets away with it because he's a seven-foot wingspan. Um, against slower-footed players, I think he can stay in front of them. But like, it's—I don't—I feel like I sound like Steiny right now. Like, I don't mean to nitpick the kid, but look—he's—he's he's good, and I think they have now found multiple twenty-five and younger's that look like they're going to be able to contribute and have been contributing and have been stepping up. But you know, we're really looking at this team against Boston, right? I, I personally don't think Moses Moody is going to be the difference in that game. You know, it's going to be Curry. It's going to be Draymond. It's going to be Clay Thompson or Chris Paul, Kaminga. Um, they have a few players, I think, that can take control of that kind of game. But at the end of the day, you need your dudes to be dudes. And I wouldn't consider Moses Moody nor Brandon Pajemski a dude yet. And I don't think they should be. They're 21. <laughs> Sorry, but I do have some white shadow knowledge in the four one five. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> I looked this up. That is very. That's. I've never seen the show, but again, just googling pictures of the white shadow. Uh, but Brandon Pajemski is salami. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just a lot of humor on the show today. I think Moses Moody on a good basketball team is a role player. Is a is a significant role player. I'm with you. He's not a he's not a starter. I think on an NBA championship team, I think uh, you hope that Wiggins comes back and Wiggins is is you know Wiggins had turned a corner as well. Wiggins had been shooting it much better from three of late, and Wiggins was a was that two way player again for about a month. So you you hope that he's that guy when he comes back. But I but I do think in the perfect world, Moses Moody on a good basketball team, and if that's the Golden State Warriors, is a good role player. Yeah. And that might be his niche going forward in the NBA. And those guys are to be valued. You know, it just so happens he's on a team that has a has a remarkable bench, but I think forget about all of that where you know, forget about his age and forget about, you know, the, the fact that he's done so well. I think the big picture is that he's proven that he deserves while he's a role player, what is his role going forward? And define that role and let him play, Coach Kerr, because he's proven that he can contribute to this basketball team. And that's really what I take away from the last couple of days of the last week with him replacing Wiggins, that he's gone from a guy that has completely been forgotten about and sits at the end of the bench and more often than not does not play. And when I say does not play, doesn't play an entire game, but he doesn't take off the warm-ups. That now he has made the case that, listen, I know you're deep and it's a deep basketball team, but Coach Kerr, come on, man, recognize I need to get some more run. Byron Mullins, he's added. He's added to the roster. <laughs> Byron Mullins <laughs> on the all-time ugly here. team. Yeah, he is seven footer. Uh, he can he can come off the bench at center. <laughs> no, no, no. On the other side, I do want to actually look ahead to the Boston game because it feels similar. Dan, you talked about this earlier. It feels similar to where we were last Saturday, looking at Denver, and that's a game that you felt like they could win. They did not. Do they need to win against the Boston Celtics for us to really think about this team in a playoff type of setting, or do they not? Does it not need to me? I think the question is, who is tomorrow's game bigger for, Boston or Golden State? We'll get into that on the other side. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Also, I do have one final thought about Moses Moody that I want to dig into, but again, we'll do that on the other side with Warriors this week. Evan Gettings, Dan Devone, back after this ninety five seven. The game ugly is still ugly. 
Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This Week continues on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back to Warriors This Week as Golden State, winners of eight in a row, try to make it nine straight when they take on the Boston Celtics coming up tomorrow. A nationally televised game, ABC. We'll have the coverage beginning at 12.30. And don't forget, 95.7 The Game beginning with the pregame show. You got that covered tomorrow, Ev? Uh, Grandy will be on the game tomorrow in Boston. So the Warriors... Looking for the sweep. What do you think? 4-0 on the trip? I don't. I don't. And I hope I'm wrong. But the reason why I don't think that, and it might be counterintuitive, but I think tomorrow's game is bigger for Boston in a way than the Warriors. And it's because of the psychological advantage that the Warriors have had over Boston pretty much since the 2022 Finals. Really since Game 4 which Curry, like, snatched their souls in Boston. And I feel like the Celtics are a team that, like, they got the best record in the NBA. They've won 10 in a row. I think they're on a, a near-historic pace, offensively speaking. But it's a team that, there's something about them, Dan. And I, I don't think I'm the only one in this party that doesn't feel like the Celtics are a team that's just going to, go and win the championship this year. And it's not because of Denver. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't get out of the East. And there's something about the Tatum-Brown combination that it's like Brown is more of an alpha than Tatum is, but Tatum's clearly the better player. And I think their hierarchy, it just runs into issues in the postseason combined with the fact that I don't think they have a great head coach. 
I don't think that Joe Missoula is all that. I think he makes some mistakes. And to me, I look at the Boston Celtics like I look at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Like, they'll beat any team on paper. That's a great analogy. But at the end of the day, you're looking up and they're 115 and, you know, 49 or whatever it is. And the math is off there. But you know what I'm saying? And then you walk into the playoffs and all of a sudden they just get shell-shocked. Clayton Kershaw gets banged up and gets up, gives up six runs in the first inning to the Diamondbacks. And the Celtics at the end of the end of the series can say, well, you know, we had the formula, we stuck to our process, but your process got beat four times out of seven. So, again, that, that's all playoff related, but I just feel like the Warriors have had ownage over the Celtics mentally, and tomorrow's going to be a bigger game for Boston at home. And that's a place they'll have also only lost three games this year. Yeah, I think they're more incentivized. I would agree with you, and I, I I related to the Warriors' win last night over the Toronto Raptors. As fatigued as the Golden State Warriors were in that back-to-back, even if their flight's on time, having to go from New York and then Toronto through customs and play a game the next day, that's really challenging. But the fact that their flight was delayed and they were sleeping on the plane and they got into their hotel room at about 8 o'clock and slept for about an hour and then went back to the arena to play another basketball game, and the fact that they played the way they did tells me that that was one of those games that they were pointing to. Maybe it wasn't for public consumption, but I think they're like, hey, you know, the last time we played these teams, they put up 76 on us in a half. Yeah, They rolled us, and it's the Raptors. Like, I don't care how damn tired you are. Let's go beat these guys. So there's a lot to it when you're looking for incentive throughout the course of an 82-game schedule, and especially when you're somebody like that of Boston, that really has nothing to play for. I mean, they've run away and hid out there in the East. Like, they've got the number one seed has been locked up for a while now. So why am I getting out of bed to play the Warriors? Well, because it's the Warriors. I think that goes a long way when you think maybe not, maybe it doesn't necessarily pertain to Porzingis, but it hits right at the heart of when you're talking about Jason Tatum, who hasn't played well, Brown, Horford. Yeah, it still stings what happened two years ago, and especially out there in Boston where the Warriors won that title. No doubt, and that's going to be a 12.30 tip. You can also, of course, watch on ABC, but listen to all the action right here on 95.7 The Game. Kevin Dan is going to have the call for that. Mark Grandy Warriors live, Warriors wrap-up an hour before, and then, of course, following right after the Warriors take on the Boston Celtics. Yeah, from the 5 I'm with you. Tomorrow's game is way bigger for the Celtics. Dubs beat them without Draymond in December. Porzingis also didn't play in that game, um, and they've been very good with Chris Stapps this year, but they've been living in Boston's head rent-free since 2022. I, I agree. I think... It's also a game, like you're talking about the fatigue of the Warriors. I I also just think it's, (laughs) on the schedule, I think it's just a tough spot. Like, it's going to be your fifth game in eight days. You have the final final road game of of your trip, but you've already been to New York. You're on short rest against Toronto. You're kind of lumbering in. You got a day off, but then after that Boston game, you come back home. You have two days of rest between Boston and Milwaukee. So I I just feel like the Warriors at this point in a four-game road trip, not that they're limping to the finish line, but I also just think it's a tough spot for them schedule-wise. And Boston's a team that has been rolling as of late. Like They just beat the Mavericks by like 20 points, and they've shellacked teams like New York, They've shellacked teams like, well, they, they beat in a close game against Miami. Um, they're just, they're geared up, I think, for this game. And it's also their last game on a homestand before they hit the road for five in a row. So I, I, I think the spot is tough for Golden State. Do I want to see them win? 
Yes. If they lose that game, which in all probability is going to happen, does that mean I look at the Warriors as any different than they were you know, the previous 16 games in which they went 13-3? and No. I think that Boston's a really, really good basketball team. And I look at tomorrow as like a gravy game. If you win that game, that is gravy on top of everything that you've proven so far over the course of this week. Just like I looked at the Denver game as a gravy game. I know everyone came in on Monday and said, well, now the Warriors, they got no chance, and they got season swept by the Nuggets, and they got, you know, like, to me, that is something we reserve for the postseason. Tomorrow, it's just a regular season game, and I think it's going to be a real tough one. It is, but they want to win it. And while everything you said is certainly true, there's the fatigue, it's the back end of one of the most grueling road trips, and they knew this going in. Anytime you have to play out on the East Coast, uh, and you're dealing with the time change, and then to throw a wrench into things with their flight being delayed going out to Toronto, yeah, this is a team that's, they're running on fumes, but nobody cares. Nobody cares. There's there's not going to be a person at the Garden tomorrow that's like, oh, well, the Warriors at the back end of a trip. No, they're going to want to kick the crap out of Golden State. I would say even with all that being said, and you've won you know, three straight on this challenging road trip, and even if you lose to Boston, you still got to feel good coming home, win the damn game. Beat Boston. It's, again, it's if this is a Warrior team, and we always talk about the benchmark with Steph Curry, as long as he's upright and hitting threes and Draymond's being Draymond and blowing off Bonte Hill, well, <laughs> then championships is, is the way this team is measured. It's not about getting into playing games. It's not about getting into the Western Conference Finals. It's win the damn title. And so that's, that's the benchmark, whether it's right or wrong. So when it comes to a team like that of Boston, if you're going to win a title, or if this is a title preview, well, then beat them. Make the statement. Uh, you have every excuse in the world to fall back on, but I, I pretty much guarantee you, Ed, that if they lose this game, not that the road trip will be a failure, but this is going to be a dejected bunch hmm. on that long flight coming back. See, I, yeah, I don't mean to downplay the game tomorrow, but I feel like the game on Wednesday at home against Milwaukee is almost more of a, a true test. Like, that's a game coming off a road trip in which you go either 3-1 and one or 4-0. and oh. That's a game you want to get. Like, that's, I, I don't know. I mean, I think tomorrow would be would be nice, and, and it would be really cool to come back here next Saturday and talk about, okay, these are the teams that you know, you, you're taking care of business of. Again, I, I think against teams that are on a 50-win pace or, or better, they're, what, 3-16 and 16, the Warriors are? So they haven't beaten you know the best of the best. But I would also push back on that. Like I'm not looking at the Warriors as if they're a championship team right now. They don't have, perhaps, their third or fourth most important player in Andrew Wiggins. Pajemski might be out tomorrow. Um, Boston's at full strength. They're at home, a place that they're very good. Like, if the Warriors don't win that game, I'm not going to be shocked. And no, if they, no. But if they do, I kind of will be shocked. And that does tell me that, yes, the Warriors are maybe um, moving into a different category. But again, like, I, maybe I'm just looking at this from a macro standpoint. If they've, They will, after tomorrow, if they lose, will have still won 13 of 17 games. That still means in that time they're one of the top five teams in terms of record in the NBA. Um, you know, it might hurt if, if the Lakers win because then they move back into ninth and you're in tenth. So to me, it's really just about trying to get the sixth seed. And tomorrow is not a must win game, in my no, opinion, for not the Warriors. At all. And, and I certainly wasn't trying to frame it as a must win game. I guess I was looking at it more from the vantage point of the Warriors that if they lose that game, they are not going to find any sort of. 
there's there's not going to be any solace in the fact that we had a, a successful road trip. I think this team feels as though they can match up with anybody in the NBA. And at times, and certainly during this road trip, they looked. If you've turned the corner, found your identity, and you have a Hall of Fame core, well then, I think the Golden State Warriors feel as though they can beat the Boston Celtics. And they sleep when you're dead. And this idea that you're fatigued <laughs> and you've, you've, you know, you've been challenged on this road trip and you know, you have to go from Toronto now to Boston. Like, well, then, then play Jonathan Kaminga the thirty-five minutes because he sure as hell is tired. Trace Jackson Davis has got energy. Uh, you know, these young players. Uh, that that's not an excuse for any of these guys. So I think the Warriors feel as though that they they can beat Boston. And anything short of that, I, I wouldn't say that it, the road trip is. Uh, not a success, but I think again the Warriors are not going to be in a good frame of mind if they don't beat Boston. I I think they'll be fine. Like seriously, I mean, it, it, you've beaten them once this season, uh, and it looks like we might even have some some playful banter from from a Boston fan from the six five zero. The Celtics have seventeen banners. They're not worried one bit about USF clowns. And clowns is a little harsh. Uh, from the East Bay. Dan's from San Francisco, though. The Celtics are going to win the next three championships while y'all keep living in dreamland. Well, I can tell you this. The Boston Celtics in my lifetime, I don't mean to date myself or not, they've won one championship in my lifetime. That's what I know about the Boston Celtics. I'll let you do the math with the Come Warriors. on, Boston. Where you from? <laughs> Worcester. Come here, Boston. Let's hear from you. From Worcester, Mass. Enough of you people. Warriors yeah. took you to the shed last time out. Come on, man. Yeah, with you your know, boy. Like, uh, oh, well, your favorite play of the season, right? Trace Jackson Davis's uh, let's, blindside let's, block on Jalen Brown. Let's go back three months ago. <laughs> I thought we were going to get through the show. You want the play-by-play? No, 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 play? No, no, no. Jalen Brown with a step to the hoop. Oh, out of nowhere. Nowhere comes one. What's his name? Trace Jackson Davis yes, with sir. the block of the century. No, I. just to recap. Jalen Brown. That was his coming out party, though. Had a lane to the hoop. And Trace Jackson Davis on rotational defense, which you just don't see, came from one side of the floor to the other to challenge Jalen Brown and block a dunk. And I did the double take, as did a lot of other people, just saying, wow. To me, that's still the play of the year. As much as Steph has done, the step-back threes, Trace Jackson Davis block on Jalen Brown told me everything I needed to know about the young man. That right then and there, I would have said, sit Sarge, his old butt down. And right then and there, I said, this dude, that's, see, that's the infectious energy that you just, as much as Clay Thompson will bring you, as much as Steph will do, and as much as Draymond can provide, that youthful energy, it's rare, especially on a team like that of the Golden State Warriors that is, that is old. And I'm just saying, man, let that in the front door. Embrace that. That's... That, to me, is still the landmark play of the season. Well, how about this? Okay, so if we were on the East Coast right now, Dan, we were talking about, you know, I don't know how the East Coasters would look at Wiggins or some of the, the things that's been going on. Let's put the W-E-E-I hat, our Odyssey station out in, in Boston. Let's put the W-E-E-I hat on for these Boston <laughs> ñanos. Shut the hell up. What have you guys won? What has anyone in the city of Boston as related to the Celtics won in, since 2008? I mean, Paul Pierce is dancing with strippers and smoking cigars off his one championship. You kicked Ray Allen out of town. He went and won without you. Kevin Garnett is just sitting up there trying to read off a teleprompter in his podcast right now. He doesn't know. All your legends, all your legends got nothing on the Warriors. You guys in 2022 wilted 
when Steph Curry, after Game 3, said enjoy that final victory, because that's the last one that you got. And that's the last time that the Celtics were in the finals because you choked against the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. You choked against an eight seed. Like, you choke all the time. Like, you go back to Beantown and choke on the loss you're going to take on Sunday to the Golden State Warriors. That's what I got for you. And that's what I'd be saying if I was on WEI. <laughs> Ev, what happened to Ev here? Shut the hell up. <laughs> the mild-mannered Ev. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got to go apologize. Wow. Now. Wow. You got a little Steve Kern as well. You think it's a rivalry? <laughs> well, I wish. You, you think it's a rivalry? Huh? You think it's a rivalry? Uh, Yeah. Really? Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, well, it is on the Boston side. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. Ooh, no. If you were to top three rivals right now for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. So you'd say Celtics won? The Celtics and the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, I think any team that LeBron plays yeah. for is probably... Have the Kings uh, climbed into that? I don't know if they're top three... I mean the the playoff series. You know, it's interesting. Like a year ago, I would have said Memphis. Yeah, exactly. The, the Grizzlies. I probably would have put in that category, but they're so bad off the cliff right now. So yeah, maybe the Kings. Yeah, I wonder who people feel like is is on that Warriors rival list. Um, I mean, that's the thing. I think it in general in sports, it comes down to who you face in the playoffs. And that's really where rivalries are built. It's why I would consider the 49ers and the Eagles a, like a rivalry because of what they when they met in the NFC Championship and then this year. Um, the Cowboys, obviously, with the Niners. But even though they don't play in the same division, with the Warriors, you don't look at division rivalry. Like division, The Pacific Division doesn't mean anything to me. But when you play teams or you play specific players in the postseason, that's where rivalries are built in the NBA, in my mind. Like I would say the Celtics and the Heat probably have a rivalry because they've gone back and forth to get to the finals or to not. You know, it's really a testament to the Golden State Warriors and their sustainability because they've gone through so many rivalries, but, you know, because these teams drop off. Like, they had a rivalry with Houston, but then Houston turned to crap. They had a rivalry with Cleveland, with LeBron and all those NBA final appearances, and then, you know, Cleveland obviously fell off a cliff. They had a rivalry with Memphis, and Memphis is no longer any good, but the Golden State Warriors have maintained this level of winning, so they they have rivals, but because the other rivals aren't able to... To, to to keep the same pace as far as winning games and maintaining a sense of relevancy like that of Golden State. They have to find new rivals almost like every other couple of years. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Ken chiming in from behind the glass, the, the Clippers. Yeah, so, I mean, back in the beginning of what this dynasty was, or I should say right before 2015, the Clippers were the biggest rival because they, they met them in the playoffs and they got eliminated by them, but they always played tough. I think... And maybe it is kind of an individual thing the more that I'm thinking about because I felt like Curry and Chris Paul had yeah. a had a great rivalry. It was pretty one-sided outside of that postseason series, but you look at Curry and Paul, um, you know, the Rockets, Curry versus Harden, I think were a rival for quite some time with different characters. Chris Paul was in there, Westbrook. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Curry versus LeBron is still the best individual rivalry we have in the NBA. Yeah, and I don't like the fact that they're all chummy these days. I like the ba- remember the early NBA Finals Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers, oh, it's good. and they didn't really back. know each other. And Clay Thompson was barking at LeBron, and LeBron was getting the face of Steph Curry, and then of course, obviously, Draymond kicked him in the junk. Now you know you get to a level of fame and fortune, and everybody sort of starts hanging in the same social circles, and you lose that sort of edge. Like, yeah. 
you know, you want to beat LeBron, but at the end of the day, like, you know, you're going to see him at some sort of a cigar party or something. Like, you guys are all hanging out together now. I'd like to back when he's a lot more younger and raw. Like, just, to, just want to beat his ass because I don't like him. <laughs> well, I mean, Draymond still has got a little bit of that in him. Well, not with LeBron anymore. No, that's true. Yeah, well, yeah, he's not going to try and, you know, swing on his genitalia or anything like he used to. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, swinging, brother, but yeah, I hear you. Five one zero. The Warriors' rivals is the NBA. That's pretty good. <laughs> Try to cut down on that second. By apron. the way, what we're talking miscellaneous basketball. Yeah. Are you ready for the coming out part? Well, it's not even a coming out party to recognize the new best basketball player in basket in, in the NBA, and he's just going to hold on to that mantle for the next decade. Wait, plus. can I guess who who you think that player is going to be? Yeah. Well, it's not who I think. It's who it's is becoming fact. Yeah. yeah SGA. No. What? No. It, it Well, SGA is a really good basketball player, but I'm talking generational. Oh, Jokic. No. Who you got in mind? I'm talking the next 10 years. Weminyama? Yeah. Weminyama, because he plays in San Antonio, like you just don't recognize the dude. It, it, if it's happening, man. This guy, is, he might be the greatest to ever do it. Who's the greatest right now? Michael Jordan? I mean, this is... Or LeBron, yeah. This is it. And this guy, with his personality... Uh, Does he have one? Oh, that's just it. <laughs> he's 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 witty. He's affable. Uh, he's gonna. He's the new face of the league. This guy, man, he might be the defensive player of the year this year. So he really quick. He was. They took on. So this is we talk about rivalry. We will get to the age reveal, by the way. It will. Get, so uh, of me. Yeah. So, anyways, he. Was going one on one with his new rival, that being Chet Holmgren, right? They both are seven plus, seven feet plus, and so he's owned Chet Holmgren. And so OKC was playing San Antonio. I mean, this is like, did you ever think you would see this as a kid, or just like it's? It was like watching aliens on another planet. Here's Chet Holmgren at seven two, like out on the perimeter, crossing up and trying to get a step back three on Webanyamu's at seven foot four. These two, like, what am I watching here? The skill level of these guys, and he blocks Chet Holmgren, and Holmgren falls to the ground as his clean block, and he goes the other way. I mean, he's raining threes. He's changing shots. He's just he's everything. He's got handle. All that stuff you heard about him in France, mm -hmm. it's that and then some. And I know you don't hear about it. So the thing is, is that San Antonio, if you're a San Antonio Spur fan, like it's not one of those... Well, we'll be we'll be good because we got a three to five year plan. You better hurry up, like next year, get him some boys, because this guy's got to be on national television for the rest of the world to see. He's he is the real deal, and then some. To me, it's about what he does on the other end. Like defensively, he's dude. He's blocking like three and a half shots a game. Can, can I chime in here real yeah, quick? Yeah. Okay. So he's already got more total blocks and steals than Rudy Gobert did during his Defensive Player of the Year That's crazy. award. Like, in a full season, before even it was before the All-Star break, I believe. So, yeah, more blocks and steals. And correct me if I'm wrong, he's only playing like 27 minutes a game. He's on a minutes restriction, yeah. yeah. That's what they're talking about. So he's doing all this just to, like So when 19. he's out of a game, yeah. they have, like, I think statistically the worst defense in the NBA, and when he's in a game, they're like in the top five. I believe it. Three. I believe it. The preseason game he played against the Warriors, I don't know if you caught that, but he had like one possession where Wiggins just thought he was going to take an open three, and Wembyama closed the space just like, like <laughs> one that. One step, yeah. Like he's seven foot four with a freaking damn near eight foot wingspan. It's impossible. He can alter and contest almost any shot. You can barely see the rim over him. So I think offensively, whatever gives you is gravy. 
I mean, the fact that he can take and make threes is huge, but defensively, and I, I, I don't know who people believe to be the greatest defenders of all time. That's the list I think he's going to be on. And whoever you put on your Mount Rushmore of best defenders, he's going to be up there. Yeah, but that's just it. He's just not Bill Russell. Like on the offensive end, like I saw where over the last couple of months, he's shooting better than 40% from three, and he shoots a lot of threes. Better than 40%. Yeah. Like the dude's 7'4", and he's got a handle. So is Porzingis. It's crazy what this guy is doing. And for for charisma, he actually got on the mic after that a Thunder game. Exactly, he got on the mic and let a Go Spurs Go chant. So yeah. he's got the charisma. <laughs> no, That's pretty he, cool. he's he's and he's also crazy competitive, man. When they talk about, do you want to be the rookie of the year? Do you want to be the defensive player of the year? Instead of taking like this, you know, this this ah shucks political sort of response, he's like, yeah, yeah, dude, yes, I do. I mean, he. He is going to win titles. He's going to have multiple MVPs. And when it's all said and done with, he just might be the best to ever do it, man. It's just the fact that he's playing out there in San Antonio. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Can you really be the face? Like, if you're the best player in the league, can you be the face of a league if you're in San Antonio? Well, Tim Duncan was for a while, wasn't he? Face of the league? Well, maybe not. I mean, the three of them were. Don't get me wrong. I think Tim Duncan is an all-time player. Well, but... it would because he's sort of unassuming as a player, but weren't the three of them sort of like during that run before it was sort of, you know, post-Michael Jordan, before LeBron? Wasn't, wouldn't you say Manu and Tony Parker and, and those three guys along with Tim Duncan were sort of the... The it team, the it guy, the faces. I associate the Spurs with winning and longevity, but as far as, and just because I think of the Lakers 3 P, like you just, whatever it was between Jordan and LeBron, I think Kobe was probably many people's association with basketball. Not that Tim Duncan wasn't incredible. Yeah, you're right. Are you, are you saying it's the market? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I just think it's hard when you're in a, a mid-sized market. Like, for example, Giannis... Might have been the best player in the world for a couple of years, I think, before Jokic overtook him. And now Jokic. But can like can Jokic really be the face of the NBA in Denver? Also, there's a an international component to this as well, where Wembenyama's French. And I, I just I don't know if if Americans are one to say that this guy is like the representative of the NBA. So mm. I think it's interesting. I mean, right now it's still LeBron and Curry. I think. Um but that's that's certainly something that we're going to be paying attention to. Uh, you want to tell people how old you are? Right now? Yeah. We're going to wait for the end of the show. Oh, we are at the end. We're going to have to carry it over next week. Wait, is it at the over-under? Oh, it's it's 11.55. Over-under. <laughs> over-under. Over, perfect, perfect. Over-under. We'll leave it at that. I'll be taking guesses. Yeah, the big reveal is going to be in a week from now. Uh, Warriors this week on Saturday. I do not think that the Warriors are going to win tomorrow in Boston, despite the big rah-rah speech. That's... My honest, objective truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What All do you right. think, Dan? I, you know, talk to I, me. I, 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 I'm not good. At, I don't want to. Just like the schedule, I don't do predictions. You had them beating Denver. Is no, no, I did. No, You're backtracking. No, yeah, I did. I thought back, they would back, beat back, Denver. Back, back. I look. They, they. My point is, is that while they shouldn't win that game, and I don't know, it's a, it's, it's a really difficult task. But as, a, as a warrior and as a fan, as Dub Nation, like. You know, you you got to think you can beat the, the Boston Celtics. You can't, you know, you can't shy away from the Denver's and the, and the Celtics of the world if we're thinking about this team really turning a corner, finding an identity. But oh wait, put the brakes on! It's the Boston Celtics. No, go ahead and beat their ass tomorrow. Speaking of other big games, I'm going to be out at St. Mary's Gonzaga Hello. tonight. So St. good afternoon, everybody. St. I'm Mary's Evan Gonzaga. Giddings, and welcome to the Gales and the Bulldogs of Gonzaga. I'm not going to be on the call. I'll be at the game oh. though. 
Yeah. Oh, might, oh, might, right. have, might have a couple of pops if anybody wants to stop on by. Uh, all right. All right. Where's that game at? Uh, St. Mary's. Yeah. Right. I'm actually, I'm going with a Steiny. Oh, yeah. nice, nice. That's take, sort of a Cracker Jack. Taking the old man. Is what? that sort of a, uh, that's a, that's a little Cracker Jack box uh, stadium there in that arena. That's a little... Oh, I thought you were talking about the population. You the hanging dem- in Moraga the before demographic. that? You're going to hang in Moraga? Well, I'd be a, out there. There's a couple of, I was going to say, uh, Club Canyon Brewery. There's a couple of good spots Oh, yeah, the there. one right off the... Uh, yeah. yeah, right off the... I'm campus. right around that area, so that's how I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but, I mean, there, there, ain't, there ain't too many watering holes in, in Arenda, Moraga. Right. <laughs> Yeah. You're out that way, there. rich boy in a hot tub. Is that you? No, 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 man. I'm still blue collar, but right. I'm just lucky. Still thought, blue collar. I thought I was relating to the dude who's from Bayonne, New Jersey. York. Yeah, he's, no, he's a Jersey guy, lived in New York, and now he's telling me he's running Mariah. Now he's behind the white curtain. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, until next time. Always fun on Warriors this week. Big thank you to our YouTube and Twitch chat powered by First Norcal Credit Union. Shout out to the Comcast Business Text Line. Thanks to everyone that called in. As always, we appreciate the conversations as the Warriors try and pick up a big win tomorrow. Would like to move five games, pardon me, six games above five hundred and complete the road trip on a four and as they get set for the Milwaukee Bucks at home at Chase Center on Wednesday. But again, twelve thirty tip, ninety five seven the game. Kevin Dan is on the call. Mark Randy has your pre- and post-game coverage. Warriors Live, Warriors Wrap-Up tomorrow, 11.30, and then right after the game. From my man, Dan Devone, for our guy, Ken, uh, Ken Luttrell, my name is Evan Giddings, saying so long here from the 95.7 The Game Studios. This has been Warriors This Week. We'll talk to you next time. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.